When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Morning, everybody. Good morning. morning. How you doing? Good. Not bad. We're a good morning, sunshine. It's time to wake up now. Time to wake up. Today, I don't want to. Why not? Why not? Today, it's National Lazy Day. Boy, are you lazy. So lazy. You lazy. You are lazy. You think I'm lazy? Yeah, lazy. People are lazy. So lazy. But get up anyway. Okay, well, let's get it started then. But you are lazy, right? Yep. All right, it's showtime. Minnie Kaling says that parents should freeze their daughter's eggs as a, as a gift. So we're going to get into that. See how you feel about it. Also, Chip and Joanna Gaines are taking some heat for uh, ruining a lot of people's lives in Waco, Texas. We'll explain why coming up. But first, let's begin this hour's E! News with The Rock and Megan Thee Stallion. The Rock could be any celebrity's pet. If he could be anybody's celebrity pet. He would choose Megan the Stallion. I, this is such a random story. And it's weird because he doesn't want to talk about why. I guess he was doing a press deal for DC League of Super Pets. The Rock and Kevin Hart were asked which celebrity they would want to be pets for. Without the slightest hesitation, The Rock quickly said, Megan the Stallion. Oh. <laughs> he says, we don't have, and, and they said, why? And he says, we don't have to talk about that, okay? Hmm. Kevin had a much different answer. He went with Denzel Washington. <laughs> if you could be any celebrity's pet, who would you? Paris Hilton. Because <laughs> she carried her little dogs around with her in a in a purse. Oh, yeah. I mean, they live in style. That would be the way to go. Every need is catered to. Yeah. As I'd, it should be. Yeah, absolutely. I immediately think of Oprah and Ellen because I, thought I know too, both of yeah. them are really good to their animals. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I just thought of the travel. Posh. The travel and the, yeah, the accommodations, mm-hmm. I think, would be would be very luxe. What did it, I feel like Ellen got in trouble for something. Didn't she have a pet taken away from her because it, it what happened? She gave, she gave, oh, she oh, adopted she a adopted pet, but and then, then she gave it. gave it away as a pet and the agency said you can't do that. Right. And she got caught. Right. Yeah. And then they just confiscated the pet. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when I got Joe and Gracie, I had to do like a whole background check. And I'm so glad, yeah, that they do that. Yeah. And we make sure that you're going to be a good pet parent. Pet finder. Is that true everywhere? Like if you no. just walk in any random pet store? No. They don't screen you at all? No. Hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, you'd think they would, right? Yeah. Or they should. 
yeah. have some kind of policy on that. Well, Chip and Joanna, Ga- Chip and Joanna Gaines, uh, for all intents and purposes, put Waco, Texas on the map when their HGTV show Fixer Upper debuted in 2013. But now they're accused of forcing some of the longtime residents there out. Thanks to their growing Magnolia empire, Waco has become this huge tourist attraction. And some of the people who visit Waco, Texas, decide to stay. We like it. This is nice. Who knew? People with money, that is. And all of that is driving up property values, which is driving up property taxes to the point where some people can no longer afford to live in Waco anymore. Mm, Not good. A lot of the renters there are being pushed out, too. So landlords can cater to tourists and some landlords are being forced to raise rents because their property taxes have gone up. The average household income in Waco is just over $40,000 and more than 25. I mean, that's, you know, it's hard to keep your head above water with rising prices like what we're seeing there. Mm. And now more than 25% of Waco's population lives below the poverty line. Wow. Yeah. I am sure that is not something that they even considered as a possible... Oh, I'm sure not. Yeah, consequence. That's right. like, oh, crap. How do you fix that? Yep. Yeah, you really can't. I know. There's... Um, so my mother's house in Lexington was old. And, you know, it wasn't in the greatest of condition. She wasn't one to really stay up on those things, right? And it can, you can, you can fall behind and get buried pretty quick and too right. much. And um... always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at five one three seven nine one forty four forty or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery House and Heart. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, we just decided to sell it, and a builder ended up buying it. And instead of renovating it, they just decided to tear the whole thing down. And so they're in the process of putting up a new property there. Mm-hmm. But we sold it. I mean, consider that this is Lexington, Massachusetts, which property values are high there. A, because it's Massachusetts, and B, you know, it's a really good school system. And uh, we sold it for around seven sixty. This guy, and it's not a big plot of land. It's kind of on a main street. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on a public transportation line. Right. So it's not like you're in a, a quiet, exclusive neighborhood. You know, you're you're on a main road just steps away from I-95. <laughs> like, you can hear the, traffic. the freeway traffic. Yeah. And the lot itself is like 0.3 acres. And uh, the builder that's building a house there, it's going to run for $2.5 million. Holy cow. For like a four-bedroom. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. Yeah. That's so much money. And I think My about, God. like, the neighbors, I guess, have got to be stoked because that would Increase improve their, their value. Right. What were some of the other houses in the neighborhood worth? 
they're mixed because there are some older houses side by side with new ones that it was the same deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they buy these distressed properties that you could probably make really nice, but they would rather they tear want, down and start the from scratch. Yeah. Wow. They want to build up on that small plot of land. It's just interesting. Yeah. We're seeing it everywhere. You know, mm. but you've seen like older neighborhoods here in Cincinnati that are really nice, you know, where they have like those concrete slab homes. Or they have like ranch style homes mm-hmm. and then, you know, they get a little old and they end up selling it. Maybe the oh, yeah. couple passed away or something and they replace it with just this giant monster that yeah. looks weird there. <laughs> it you know? does. There's yeah. a couple like that in downtown Mason. Yeah. yeah that have done that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's half of Montgomery, actually. <laughs> Rip right. down the old ranch and build a McMansion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, weather-wise, we're looking at some possible flooding. Ferrari is recalling nearly every car it has sold since 2005 over a possible brake failure. Thousands of men were like, that was close. My midlife crisis was almost an end-of-life crisis. <laughs> Due to record high inflation, more shoppers are buying used yoga pants. A lot of people said, that's gross, and then went back to reusing sweaty yoga mats at the gym. (laughs) We'll get this after seven years. Domino's Pizza has permanently closed all of its locations in Italy. (laughs) Seriously, I'd expect a Domino's in Italy to be out of business in 30 minutes or less. Do you ever consider freezing your eggs, Jen? No, I never really thought about that. There were some people in the hallway at work yesterday just talking about it. They were getting ready to freeze theirs or, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I know some women who are like in their early to mid 30s and they're not married yet or in a relationship. And they're like, you know, I really do want to have kids. I'm afraid that my, you know, eggs are going to wither and die. So they, I know women who have frozen their eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kaling went, uh, Mindy Kaling went and had herself two kids. Her daughter, Catherine, is now four, and her son, Spencer, is almost two. We don't know who the dad is, do we? I was just going to say, I don't really follow her that closely, but I wasn't aware. For some reason, I thought she was single all this time. But she's 43 years old, and she did wait until she felt ready. And she thinks all women should do the same with their parents' help. She said, I wish every 19-year-old girl could come home from college and that the gift, instead of buying them, say, jewelry or a car or a vacation (laughs) or whatever, is that their parents would want to pay for them to freeze their eggs. They could do that once and have all these eggs for them, you know, for their futures Mm -hmm. so that... You can enjoy your 20s and 30s or focus on your career or do whatever. And not worry about it. And know (laughs) that when you're emotionally and psychologically ready and mature, Mm -hmm. whether you have a partner or not, you can still have children. I would be I I am sure that they have incredible systems that keep everything very organized and I'm sure you know but I would always in the back of my mind be wondering I want did they give me the right egg Are they sure that one's mine 
sure. Yeah, I would take be, a DNA test hmm. immediately. How do you do? Sure. How do you know? like? Let's how do 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 the rumors are that it was her office co-star, B.J. Novak. Now, have either one of you guys been asked to donate? Has anyone ever talked to you, uh, a friend, said, that, you know, I really want to have a baby. You know, I'd, you'd be, you know, I'd like some of your sperm. Can I have some? Yeah, but I don't think they were serious. Yeah, joke, <laughs> I was going to say, yes, joking. But I have had plenty of women offer up their eggs or their uh, their domain, their oh, womb. Oh, they would carry for you? Yeah. That's really sweet. And there's it, that, that line is somewhere between, oh, my God, what a gift that you could give to me. Mm-hmm. And that also could be like, you're insane. <laughs> like you it, lost it, your it borders mind. both of those <laughs> things, you know, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, and I bet those women that said it, you think jokingly, they were tossing it out there. Really? See, see if we they were they wanted it. to see your reaction, and mm. if you laughed, that gave them an indication oh. <laughs> that maybe you wouldn't be down for that. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's funny. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the way she thinks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's talk about planning ahead. That's I, planning. But I don't know. I I doubt most women are in that frame of mind, you know, where they're like, "Oh yeah, I should probably do it." Like, like I just want to go backpacking in Europe. Yeah. Well, there I know a lot of young women that just they just want to get married and have kids. They just want to be a mom. That just that is their calling is to raise some amazing children that turn into incredible human beings. Yeah, I don't need to freeze my eggs. I'm going to get started sooner than later. <laughs> Let's go. Right. If they can find the right partner. Yeah. Hmm. So Serena Williams, did you hear that she announced yesterday in an essay on Vogue.com she is retiring from tennis? Looks like it's going to happen after the U.S. Open, which kicks off at the end of this month. Of course, she's going to be at the Western Southern Open next week, which is very exciting. So if you've never been, this might be the Mm -hmm. year to go. She would not use the word retirement, though. She said she plans to evolve away from the sport to, quote, other things that are important to me. She said, I've been reluctant to admit to myself or anyone else that I have to move on from playing tennis. My husband and I have hardly talked about it. It's like a taboo topic. I can't even have this conversation with my mom and dad. It's like it's not real until you say it out loud. I was just going to ask, how's King William, how does King, King William Richard. feel about this? Yes. King Richard feel about this? It comes up. I get an uncomfortable lump in my throat and I start to cry. She added, I know that a lot of people are excited about and look forward to retiring. I really wish I felt that way. She's currently playing in the Canadian Open. Yesterday, she won her first singles match in 14 months to advance to the second round. I think that is playing a large part in it as well. I mean, she's had injuries and, you know, she's just not winning very much. And, you know, she'll lose in the first or second round of a tournament. And, you know, you hate to see the greatest of all time. The decline. Go that way, right. She did mention that her five-year-old daughter, Olympia, wants a sibling and noted that, quote, if I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor. Yep. Serena turns 41 next month. She started her pro career in wow, 1995. to be having that conversation. Yeah. 
at the age of 14. She won 73 singles titles, including 23 majors, four Olympic gold medals, and spent 319 weeks as the number one player in the world. What a career. Yep. She obviously loves doing it. Oh, yeah. She and her sister Venus have won 14 major doubles titles. Hmm. So, yep. Very cool. I mean, we're all looking at retirement eventually. Yeah. But the way she phrased it was like retiring from tennis or evolving away from tennis. Evolving away from the game of tennis, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm evolving away from the game of radio. (laughs) I'm evolving away. With each passing second of dead air, you can kind of (laughs) tell. It's creeping closer. (laughs) The day will come. Yeah. Uh, Fred Savage. Actor Fred, actor and director Fred Savage was producing and directing ABC's reboot of The Wonder Years until early May when, as you may recall, he was fired because of, quote, allegations of inappropriate conduct. And that's pretty much all anyone said about it until now. Several unidentified women spoke to The Hollywood Reporter about what went down. And here's what they said. Uh, Fred showed his, quote, absolute perfect best face to actors and executives and he still has that little boy face that he had when he was on the wonder years as a child yes. you know it's a very sweet innocent looking face yes but crew members and other employees who didn't have any power on the set would often see a darker angrier side mm. as one of the women put it his eyes would go dead They say his conduct toward women ranged from verbal harassment to the alleged assault of a former crew member. They also claim he had an odd relationship with a much younger woman on the crew. Uh, He would supposedly buy her gifts and talk about their future together. At one point, she even moved into a house he was renting. But he was supposedly also controlling, manipulative, and erratic. And she was afraid of him when he got angry. For the record, this woman did not speak to the Hollywood Reporter. These allegations were coming from third parties, so take them for what they're worth. Also, for the record, Fred is 46 years old and married with three kids. As for that former crew member, Fred was apparently fixated on her, too. One night, she went out with Fred and a bunch of other people. She says he followed her into the women's room and tried to force himself on her. She got away, and several weeks later, he texted her to apologize. I want to see those texts. Hmm. Fred provided a statement to The Hollywood Reporter saying, quote, while there are some incidents being reported that absolutely did not and could not have happened, any one person who feels hurt or offended by my actions is one person too many. I will work to address and change any behavior that has negatively affected anyone as nothing in this world is more important to me than being a supportive coworker, friend, husband, father, and person. Man, I think anybody who grew up a child actor, that just has to, in those developmental years, just mess with your mind so much that I can see as an adult where you would have issues. That if mm-hmm. you don't get the proper amount of support and counseling and yeah. that things can just really... You just have a... Uh, Kind of a messed up way of seeing the world because of how you experienced childhood. Because being a child actor is not how the world is, you know? Ron Howard seemed to have coped with it pretty well. He did great. I wonder what the trick was there. Has he ever talked about, well, Andy Griffith was his dad. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Not in real life, but for all for all intents and purposes. If he took all of the lessons he learned on the show and applied them in Andy real Griffith. life. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, you know, Brooke Shields, despite the fact that she was heavily ex- exploited oh. in her younger years, I think she's She did really pretty well. Come out the other side. Yeah, incredibly well. Yeah. Um by the way, Kate Hudson posted herself singing a uh, tribute to Olivia Newton John. And her, her daughters, you can see her hugging her daughter throughout. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and there was a. There was a passing of a music legend that I didn't even know was still alive. Motown songwriting legend Lamont Dozier died. The guy who wrote these. Just a, just a couple. I didn't realize the songwriters of, yeah. of those songs, the songwriter of those songs was still alive. Hmm. He was 81. Wow. Oh, you wrote that wow, one, too? Wow, that's a lot of... Just a couple. Good song. A lot of hits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you don't know his name, his name is Lamont Dozier. He was 81 years old, and these are some of the songs he wrote. Wrote that one. A lot of Motown hits that would help establish artists like Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross and the Supremes, the Four Tops, Martha and the Vandellas. Stewart. Four tops. Wow. What a fun career that's got to be to write songs that actually become hits. <laughs> and a lot of them, too. Yeah. In 1989, he won a Golden Globe along with Phil Collins for Best Original Song. And uh, yeah, Phil had a lot of really good things to say about him, but. Man, that's crazy. That is. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer's here. You don't want to be running that AC nonstop. Keep that cold air inside with new energy-efficient windows from Universal Windows Direct. Hi, it's Tim. Call for a free estimate. 513-755-1800. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. How to be the most attractive person in the room. You know. You would know, right? I would know, Jen. Sharing your wisdom. That's really kind. I'm going to impart my wisdom. (laughs) Also, would you give up your cell phone for perfect sleep? Tim says yes. I don't believe it. (laughs) Get to that. Plus, how many decisions will you be making today? It is the 10th of August, 2020. (laughs) Two, <laughs> Jeff and Jen. <laughs> and here's your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. How many decisions or choices do you think you consciously make every day? 
I mean, there's so many little things, you know. What am I going to do first here? Am I going to check my email or am I going to staple these papers? I mean, little stuff. There's just so many decisions to be made in every moment. And when you add them all up, the average answer in a new poll is 122. Am I going to say what I'm really thinking right now? It's a decision. Or about one decision every eight minutes. Oh, God. I Yeah, I struggle with that multiple times per minute. <laughs> the average person said they waffle or change their mind twice per decision. It really is overcoming <laughs> yourself. <laughs> well, it's discerning, you know. Are you asking the right questions? Ugh. And some choices are easier to make than others. People mm-hmm. were asked to name the most difficult everyday decisions they have to make. Here are the top ten. What to watch on TV. I wish that was a decision. I wish that was my only decision. Mm-hmm. It's inconsequential, but we have a hard time with it. Some people just like flipping around. Mm-hmm. What to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I enjoy that decision. Yeah, you like that one. <laughs> yeah. Chris and I enjoy talking about it. So what do you want to do about dinner? Let's talk about our favorite subject. What do you want to do about dinner? Uh, what to wear each day. I decided to wear my T-shirt that I got from Zare. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I know people who, because they believe that there are a limited number of decisions that you can make every day, and it takes so much energy to make decisions, that they are doing everything they can to limit the number of decisions they have to make. So they eat the exact same thing every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snack, and they have a very limited wardrobe. Like, they just wear jeans and a black T-shirt every day. Because then there's things that they don't have to waste their decision on. I will say, going to Catholic school, there that was a real switching from public to Catholic school. Yeah. That was a very easy decision. Took Every the pressure morning. off, man. That doesn't Boom. matter. Yeah, put you don't got to think about it. Just put it on and go. Yeah, it was funny last night. Um, you know, we got a big family text going and we're organizing a, a big cornhole championship with like brackets and everything. Like teams oh, nice. are being mm-hmm. formed. And this is during the big wedding weekend up at the lake house this Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And my uh, partner, Kristen's other sister, says, well, what are we going to do about uniforms? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're on a team, you got to have a uniform. <laughs> so, should, you know, should we go with like a groom theme or you want to go like old school dodgeball style? <laughs> <laughs> old school. I vote old school dodgeball. Yeah, we like the, the got silly the, shorts and the headbands the headband and, and the whole the, thing. And yeah, tall socks. So I was like, sounds good. I'll go whatever. with whatever. <laughs> She's like, well, you're the groom. What do you want? Yeah. That is, yeah, you are pretty easy with, well, sometimes you are. Just put this on. Just put this on. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. That'll work. And she was like, well, we should talk later. You know, I'm going to let that marinate for a while. Let your let your creative mind ruminate. <laughs> All right. It'll be fun. Yeah. Please send pictures. Okay. Especially if you do the headbands and the yeah. knee-high socks. Tough decisions. Yeah, they are. What time to go to bed? Yeah. Should you have one more of something like a cookie or a beer? <laughs> yeah. Tim says yes, and then he'll feel bad about it later. Sure did. Went to Delwood last night, sat outside for three hours, had drinks and apps. Yeah? Saw, How was it? Saw Mayor Cranley sitting at the next table. He was having a glass of Merlot. Oh, nice. Not a Cabernet. I don't know what he was drinking. Oh. Some red wine. <laughs> red wine of some sort. I was like, hey, that's the mayor. 
But yeah, I had one more than I should have. Yeah. Well, you don't know how much too much is until you've had it. I didn't have too much. Could have had three more. (laughs) Just one more than you should. Whether you should go out with friends or just stay in. It depends. How much drama are my friends bringing tonight? Well, it's just so funny because I'll think, you know, I've got the energy to do that on a Friday night after, you know, getting up all week and sleeping very little. Yes, I can go to an eight-hour concert at Great American Ballpark. You betcha. I'm in. Then Friday rolls around and you're like, oh, I want to do It's like, oh, my God, what did I do? Starfish (laughs) into the couch. Why did I say yes? Another one. That made the list, and this is what we're bad at, is what to order at a restaurant, because what will often happen is you sit down, and you get to talking, and or especially if you're meeting friends, and you're catching up, and, you know, on the second or third visit from the server, so have you guys thought about appetizers? Yeah. Would you please order something? And everybody yeah. at the table is like, oh, so sorry, we just, <laughs> we're all catching up We've here. been talking. Haven't even had a minute to look at the menu. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I know. I mean, Fritch is very, she always checks out the the menu before she even goes to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So then it's she not does. even some. She goes so, online. Oh, and yeah. And pulls it up. Full scale investigation. And sends it to us if it's a, if we're all going. I then kind of she, appreciate that. Though. I do, too. I, I never did it that. It makes it easier. It actually, because I feel the pressure, like when the, when the wait staff is coming around. And it's like, I got to pick something. And then oftentimes I'll pick something that I wish I would have picked something else when it comes. <laughs> I think I'm going to get the pasta pillows. I saw that online. That looks really good. Oh, our seasonal menu just kicked in tonight. We don't have those. (gasps) But here, we have a new seasonal menu. Take a look at this. Fine. (laughs) Whether or not to hit snooze one more time. I've been bad about that. Should we cook dinner tonight or order in? We decided to order in last night. What'd you have? I had Alaskan cod with spinach and a chopped salad. From where? Maggiano's. Wow. It was excellent. Yeah? Yeah, it's really good. I miss Maggiano's. Hmm. Okay, is it just me or does it feel like your quality of sleep has been declining ever since high school? Yes. And even if you can string together the time to get a decent night's rest... You still have to actually sleep, right? Yes. Well, there's a. I see her rubbing her face and her forehead. Like, oh right my now. god! See, so you start talking about it. Yes, I'm tired. <laughs> She's like massaging her temples right yes, now. Yes, I can relate to this. Sleeping is hard. There's a big new sleep survey out, and it seems like a lot of people are desperate for some Z's. Eighteen percent said they would give up their cell phone for a month. In exchange for perfect sleep. What is perfect sleep? What is that? You fall asleep and you don't wake up until it's time to get up. And when you wake up, you feel well rested and energized and ready to take on the day. Yeah, the details are vague. <laughs> if, that's my definition. If that's just for one month of perfect sleep, that's a hard sell. But if it's one month for permanent perfect sleep. Sold. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think a hundred percent would do it. Yeah. But 38% said they'd give up eating out for a month if it meant they could get perfect sleep. A large percentage of people, 28%, would give up seeing their friends for an entire month. I mean, there are so many things that factor in that cause poor sleep. Yeah. Life, that you really have to, you know, kids. 
it's there's physical and emotional and psychological and That's just all kinds of things that can work stress mess that and to get it all wrangled that pizza and it takes work wolf down yeah that that'll do it occasional paranormal activity you know absolutely you betcha past lives yeah, how's your, uh, speaking of stress, how's your cat? How's, uh, how's the coon? Again. He seems to be okay. He's better. Took him to the vet yesterday. He jumped on a hot stove and burnt one of his feet. And um, one of his little toes. He uh, got some antibiotics, got some pain meds. He seems to be, I mean, he seemed fine before. Like, I didn't know the injury had even happened. Yeah. Because right after he did, I was there. I was standing right there when he did it. And it, and I couldn't. It happened so fast, I wasn't even sure that he had touched the... Because he bumped the pot that was on the stove and moved it. But I couldn't tell if oh. he just bumped the top or if he if he bumped the pot or if he stepped on the stove. Yeah. Um, you got a gas stove or you got a... No. Electric. Electric. And, um, you know, I checked him out. He didn't cry. He wasn't limping. He wasn't licking it. I looked at everything. It didn't look like there was... Anything that had happened singed didn't smell any anything. singed anything. And two days later, he jumps up on the the island in the kitchen and lays down. And I see the back of his paw, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Mm. So yeah, took him to the vet, and he's on some pain medication and an antibiotic. But they seem to think he's going to be just fine. They weren't too concerned about it. No, I just have to keep an eye on it. Yeah, they pretty much. Like, are, are you cool with them jumping up on the counters and stuff? I don't know or? how the heck you stop that. I mean, yeah, I'm fi- I, yeah. I haven't, like, shooed them off anything. Right. It, when people are over and we're eating at the table, there's two of them I have to lock in a bedroom because they will be in the middle of the table. Really? Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Nose in everything. Not shy at all. I have one that will reach, like, not just with her nose but we'll take her whole paw and just put it wow she she stuck her paw in my tea the other day and i'm like what are you doing that's really funny i was watching one of those uh video shows i think it's called right now on channel nine the other day and they were showing a dog stand up in the kitchen on its hind legs lean over the counter and grab an entire steak <laughs> and just steal it right behind the back of his owner. The owner didn't even realize it yeah. because there were other people that looked like they were having some some people over. They were having a little party and they were just distracted, not paying attention. And even the guy who was facing the dog didn't even notice. Yeah, that's funny. They just kept on chatting away. And then the guy turns around. He's like, hey, there's an entire piece of steak that's missing. <laughs> Yeah, the dogs, they, they can get real sneaky. My mom's dogs are like that. One, like one, I think they work as a team. One will distract oh, yeah. her and then the other one jumps up on the table. And, I believe that. Yeah, grabs. And bit. Gracie knows she's not supposed to be up there because she'll only do it when we're not around. And then if we happen to walk in the room and surprise her, she gets down immediately. Yeah. Because she knows. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Get down. uh all right we gotta take a break we're gonna talk about house plants in just a minute and whether or not (laughs) we can keep them alive whether or not we can keep them alive because you know there was a time that jen couldn't be trusted with house plants i cannot check in with her now she's a rival with the crone conservatory well i don't know about that (laughs) 
<laughs> so we'll do that coming up next. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise here with your latest traffic. People will say the weirdest stuff to you if you're depressed to cheer you up. I, one friend of mine says to me, you know what, Jake? Dogs are never depressed. <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or why he's even my friend, really. I mean... <laughs> You start to think, what kind of advice would a dog give you? If you, you know, have you tried lying in the sun? <laughs> Until you're really hot. <laughs> then go lie in the shade. <laughs> Feels pretty good. <sighs> hey, how about eat your dinner so fast you don't know what happened? <laughs> um, oh, how long has it been since you sniffed an it's jake johansson jeff and jen cincinnati's q102 there are three types of people out there those who can take care of house plants that's Kristen. those who will kill house plants that's me (laughs) and those who will kill house plants immediately that was jen is it not now? Uh, or well, have, have you come around? Are you? Learning? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm learning. I. You know the the girls. I had two girls come out from Burns Garden Center. April and Amber, these beautiful women, came out and planted all kinds of stuff around my house, and then they did a bunch of potted plants, big big pots, Your full of plants. plants. Yes, and they're gorgeous just gorgeous and they gave me instructions and i've been following them and so far nothing has died so i'm taking that as you know a good time and and they're flourishing i mean my they're flourishing they are flourishing they are gorgeous my covered patio looks like a jungle so Which they're was the goal. sneaking over at night and watering them. And they, might care of them. <laughs> they might be. They might be. They know a what, miracle. Yes, they know where I am from six to ten a.m. They might be stopping by. That's funny. <laughs> Making sure everything's staying alive. Yeah, a new poll asked Ameri- a new poll asked Americans if they could keep a house plant alive for at least six months, and only a third of people were confident that they could. And another 33% said, well, I probably could, you know, if I went over, like, when I purchased it with a thing and they explained to me and, you know, I followed the directions exactly. Uh, 10% said there's no chance it lasts six months. Yeah. It's funny. There's more and more research out there about just how much plants respond to love and positive speech and well and it's so simple just water but not too much water well you touch you gotta touch the dirt but not too much sun depends on the plant fertile soil but not too much fertilizer that's right an appropriate pot not too big but not too small yeah oh and you need proper drainage i give up yeah when you buy your plant you have to pick the ones that say Lives in an arid environment. <laughs> that way, if you forget a couple days of watering, I killed a okay. cactus. <laughs> now that takes talent. You didn't talk to it enough. So, what are you saying to your plants, Jen, when you're out there talking? You are to them? so beautiful. Oh, I just love you. Was that on the you directions are so from gorgeous. Burns? No, I came up with that one on my own. <laughs> Looking a little dried and shrivelly there. Aren't oh you? yeah, are you thirsty? Let me get you a little something. You need an ice cube. Does that feel good? Here you go. <laughs> You're looking kind of jaundiced. Hmm. 
when asked if they have a green thumb, only 13% were confident that they you know, would consider themselves a green thumb. Yeah, my my best friend that I grew up with, she lived in this teeny tiny town in Illinois next door to a dude that used to be like the head landscaper or horticulturist or I don't know what his title was, but at the palace, at the Buckingham Palace. Really? Yes. So where was this in Lincoln, Illinois, like this small, no. And so of course his yard was spectacular and she learned everything from From him. him. Yeah. So when she, yeah, when she comes, wow, she checks my work. Yeah. Fixes anything that needs fixed. She does some pruning. I, that just comes natural with some people. Yeah. I know. Kristen's out there. Every night we're on the patio, and every night she's kind of clipping and snipping and inspecting and checking, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how one of the hottest cities in America can also be the best place for pets, but here you go. Wallet Hub just ranked the most pet-friendly cities in America, and Scottsdale, Arizona is number one. And what makes it the most... What do they do? Pet health and wellness. Does that have to do with uh, certain types of pets like lizards? It's <laughs> how many vets and dog-friendly restaurants there are, and Scottsdale has got a bunch. Wow. How many apartments allow pets? A cool. bunch. That's great. It somehow ranked high in outdoor pet friendliness, too, which includes things like dog parks per capita. But apparently not average sidewalk temperature. You would think that would play into it. And Tampa, Florida is right behind Scottsdale, followed by Portland, Oregon, St. Louis, and there's Cincinnati. There we are. Yep. Number five? Number five. That ain't bad. Not bad at all. The pet-friendliest place I've ever been is Ojai, California, because I don't think anyone leaves their house without their dog. Everywhere we went, they were just, everybody's got their dog with them, and walking into restaurants and... Yeah. Yeah, just everywhere. Yeah, a lot of communities in California are like that. Set up that way, yeah. Meanwhile, Wendy's is adding French toast sticks. I love French toast Didn't they sticks. have those back in the day? Burger King has or them. Someone, yeah, maybe it was Burger King. <laughs> you and would this know. Is, I would know. <laughs> this is Wendy's first sweet breakfast item. French toast sticks you dip in syrup. Their little yeah, uh, 99 cent biscuit sandwiches are pretty good. Are they? My dad introduced me to those. I Wendy's breakfast. Well, they got rid of it for a while, then they brought it back. Arby's still do breakfast? They used to have some really good stuff. Well, what's what's unique about Wendy's is this is Wendy's first non-savory breakfast option. Uh, They added a bunch of breakfast sandwiches when their breakfast menu launched two years ago, but all of them have been more savory than sweet. Now, how can you leave out the sweet? Yeah, don't they realize that people love sugar on yes, sugar for breakfast? Especially children and people who eat like children. <laughs> yeah. Well, there French toast sticks hit their menu <laughs> next Monday, just in time yeah. for back to school season. Yeah. So kids are, I'm assuming, their target market there. Yeah. They're, they're easy to eat, too. They'll have a four piece and a six piece option and a combo that comes with potato wedges and a drink. <gasps> well, there you go. Yeah. Potato wedges. Hmm. Sugar and starch and all things that are Let's nice go. or something like that. God. 
All right, so some woman who calls herself a holistic life coach is going viral on TikTok after she posted five psychology tricks to make yourself the most attractive person in the room. And I bet all of us are doing it. We do at least one or two of these on the regular. All right, I'm going to keep a little checklist here Let's as Jeff what goes we through do. the list. Okay, we'll go through it. Um, it feels like she just kind of copied these from random websites. She gathered and, them. Yeah, or, yeah. Take them with a grain of salt. Anyway, here are, here are her five tricks for being hot. Uh, using your hands when you talk. Oh, be animated. Yeah, they always teach you that in public speaking class. It makes you seem confident, more engaging. You know how you tell if someone does that or not? How often do they spill their drink over? (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, Walk around with wet hair. Now, this is a new one. That I don't do. She claims that we tend to think people are hotter when their hair is wet. She didn't say where she got that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Hmm. Um, speak slowly, take lots of pauses when you talk, rushing through your words <laughs> makes you seem insecure. I can see that. The pro- you know, the problem with dramatic pauses, though, it depends on who you're talking to, because sometimes your dramatic pause can be interrupted because some people can't sit with the silence. So then they ruin your dramatic pause, and they start talking. Right. I'm sorry. Were you done? I was waiting oh, for sorry. you. <laughs> I was waiting for your dramatic pause. No, you go first. <laughs> no, you go first. Uh, smile like you mean it and have warm body language. Because when you're genuinely having a good time, people are attracted to that. Also, have sensual energy. This was interesting. I don't know that this is something you can put on. I think you either have it or you don't. But she defines sensual energy as being confident in yourself and letting that sexual energy of yours just flow from your body. I think you can turn it up and turn it down. I think you can manage the level at which you exude. There's a sensual dial. Yes, I believe there is. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> you bet. Like you know what I? You know what immediately pops into my mind because this movie was just on the other day. Do you remember the movie with Kate Hudson where she Penny Lane, where she played a groupie that was following the band Stillwater? Well, yeah, around. but okay. that's Kate Hudson. But I know, but remember when she walked into the room and she started the whole "Put back your tray tables" and. She did a whole big speech. Yeah. That was like turning it up a few notches. Right. For sure. But if that was someone who didn't exactly have her <laughs> gift of attractiveness going, yeah. physical attractiveness going, I don't know that that would have. That that would have yeah. had the same. Right. But yeah, I love her in that movie. That's a great movie. I don't even remember the name of it. I don't either. <laughs> and you know what? You know how many times we've talked about that movie? I know it. And it almost famous. Almost famous. There you go. Well, and the guy that plays the main guy, 
the guitarist in Stillwater, is the big boss on the morning show on Apple TV. Oh, yeah. He's cool. Yeah, he I is like cool. Him. He's got a great voice, like really sexy, raspy. He plays kind of that role really well. Yeah. I'm a fan. But at first, it took me a while. I'm like, I know this guy. Where do I know this guy? And I'm like, oh, my God. From there. So, did you say that Serena Williams is retiring from tennis? She is. She is not using that word, though, because it's a little too too traumatic for her. It's too hard for her to actually say the word that she's retiring. She's evolving away from tennis. Evolving away? She's evolving away from tennis. There are some, yeah, she's going to start spending more time with family. Her daughter, who's now five, with like a younger sibling. She's 41. She's been a professional player since she was 14. Just, you know, set set records left and right for championships won and, you know, argued to be the GOAT. I love that scene in King Richard where Venus, her sister, went went pro first. And Serena is standing on the, like, in the entryway out into the courts and the, the whole place is empty but she's standing there by herself and her dad walks up and is like i know this is really hard for you because your sister is doing this first and he said and you know your sister is going to be number one in the world he says it's going to happen but you wait because you're going to be the greatest of all time wow yeah in other words yeah she'll be number one and then you're going to just Pass she, her. Yeah, and she's and he said, and that's why she she has to go first. She has to oh, go first. Okay. That's why she has to go first. Because she'll be number one. But then you'll be the greatest of all time. Yeah. That scene kind of gave me chills because mm-hmm. I could feel you know, I could feel her. You know, she's watching her sister and just wanting it so bad. And you think Serena was like, enjoy it now. <laughs> Enjoy it now, sister. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She might have been because, you know, they had to play each other. I wonder how King Richard feels about Serena talking retirement. Well, that's what she said. She hasn't even talked. She hasn't been able to talk about it with her parents at all. Yeah, it's just it's got to be too emotional, right? I mean, she still loves it as much as she did, you, you assume. Yeah, I don't know how you stop loving a sport that has been your whole life for so very long you know if you didn't love it you you quit earlier on competing on that level yeah and i mean she's had injuries and she just won her first singles match yesterday in 14 months so she's been struggling for a while she's not the the champion that she wants you know she's not winning as much as she used to all the other things that she'll be able to plug into I mean, she'll be she'll be great and still be able to play tennis just without all the pressure. Right. Well, you know who's coming out of retirement? <laughs> Who? Iggy Azalea. Did we know she retired? <laughs> Do you remember her like making an announcement? Michelle is looking for a second date update with a man named Dave. Hey, Michelle. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. You want to tell us about Dave and how the two of you met? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like my story is pretty typical. Like, we met online. He messaged me on Match first. All right. And so, yeah, so we decided to meet for drinks. Um, I don't know. It's kind of simple. I I thought we had a good time. Like, I thought there was some chemistry. Like, we hung out for a couple hours, you know, just chilling. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Afterwards, 
you know, he walked me to my car. He gave me a hug, a kiss on the cheek. Like, that was it. But, like, I was totally cool with that. It felt really natural. Like, it felt like the right thing. Just, like, the appropriate ending for the night for a first date, you know? Good. Yeah. So, I mean, I texted him later, said thank you, said I had a nice time. And he texted back. He's like, me too. Good. And then I haven't heard another word from him. Oh, I was going to say, so he didn't completely ghost right away. No, no. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, you know, we'll I'll hear a text from him, like, now, in one to three days. Was I that a, <laughs> there you go. Was that a me too with no punctuation? <laughs> was there an exclamation mark after that me too, a period, or nothing at all? Or did he mumble at me? Or was there an eggplant <laughs> emoji on there? Yeah. It was just a me too. And that was Just it? Just a me too. Yeah. No punctuation. Okay. No expression. I don't like that. That's not very engaging. Because if you added an exclamation point, that would have been an enthusiastic me too. Right. Or me too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did I have fun? Mark. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, would have thought was, I mean, I don't do a ton of online dating, you know, like I just, I find the whole thing like awkward, like forced, uncomfortable, sure. you know, but like, I do really want to find somebody. So I know I have to put myself out there. Right. To do that. But, and I thought, like, I thought I found somebody that was like, you know, at least I'd date a little bit. So I guess I just want to know what happened because if I'm going to keep doing this, like, I don't. Yeah, you, you want to know if there's so. something off putting about you that <laughs> maybe well, is within your control or maybe you don't mean to put out there. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there is, but that's, I guess that's why I'm confused. So okay. I thought maybe you guys could help. That's what you're hiring us to figure out. That's right. Yeah. All right. Exactly. You know, we probably should start charging for this service. I do think we could <laughs> win a, we could earn a dollar or two, a buck or two. Oh, don't you? Charity? we have since the beginning. Let's I've been go. taking care of that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so pretty much standard then. The usual met online, met up for drinks, great chemistry, quick text back and forth, and nothing. See what's up. Hello. Hi, Dave. Uh, yeah, this is Dave. Hey, Dave. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How you doing this morning? <laughs> you on the radio, Jeff and Jen? Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, whenever, if I'm ever out, like if I happen to be at Kroger or something, there's always a chuckle involved. <laughs> An amused chuckle. I feel like something's up. Right? <laughs> yeah, I just called to say good morning. <laughs> no, sir. Do you ever, I gather, if you're familiar with us, do you ever have a chance to listen to our show? Yeah, of course. I love you guys. Well, thank you for saying that. I don't know if you'll feel the same way after we tell you why we're calling, but it yeah. does have to do with the second date update. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, I assume since you're on Match, you've been dating a few people? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I've been on uh, quite a few. I'm casting the nets wide right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would like to narrow the net to just Michelle for today's purposes. <laughs> Michelle, you met up for drinks with. Not sure yeah. if you remember her by name. I don't know how many women you're dating right now. Do you remember yeah, no, Michelle? No, I remember Michelle. You do remember Michelle. Okay. Yeah. So Michelle has also been dating online as well, as you know. But she felt that what separated you from the other guys is that she felt there was the kind of chemistry that was real enough that there could potentially be something more, if nothing else, at least a second date. Hmm. 
there's been really no little to no communication from you since then, and it has left her wondering why. Have you ever been in that position, Dave? I have, of course, yeah, yeah, and you do. You you kind of you kind of wonder why, but also I think with online dating, it is. It's just sort of about like you know, if it's not exactly right, you just keep it moving. But right, yes, I have been in that. So, what's your feedback on Michelle? If you if <laughs> if you don't mind, no, she's she's super nice. She's really cute. Um, just didn't exactly feel like a you know like a let's uh, keep going with this thing for me. Um, hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm thinking about it now. She, uh, I I feel like she sort of misrepresented herself a little bit. Misrepresented herself? How? You mean on her online profile? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it is, it is a little off-putting. Like, again, she was nice, but I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> All right. Can you give us an example? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing was just that she, she kind of it, it categorized herself as a, as a business owner. And, and I honestly, that's like top of my list. Like, I love a, a self-starter, an entrepreneurial uh, person, a woman. I, I, that, that's really attractive to me. Um, and then when we were on our date, uh, trying to find out more about that, which, is, again, was like a huge selling point for me. It turns out she's in one of those sort of multi-level pyramid marketing Thing. Direct sales. Oh, okay. She tried to sell you some Advocare. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Or Novalash, or <laughs> Rosen and Fields, or whatever. Hey, hey, and hey. Fields. Yeah, and listen, look, look at you can hear it in your guys' voices. It's like, Leggings. Don't group me into that. I am a big supporter of direct sales. Oh yeah, Jen is a Kool Aid drinker. She I is. love it. It started back in the nineties with phone cards, prepaid phone cards. I'm telling you, we were on the leading edge. They're still we got come in around, just, We yeah. got in just a little too late. Just a little. If we'd have jumped in earlier, right, we'd have oh. made millions. But I'll never forget the big pitch I got, man. It was a good fun. Robbie was a sales. Person. Oh yeah, man! I was I was front and center on their couch in that living room, and I <laughs> got the buy? whole hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but he sat there and listened and I asked did. questions. I did listen. Yes, <laughs> I you know again like there's a little bit of a connotation there for me, but also uh, I just uh, I can't imagine this much money in that. Wait a minute. Well, what is she selling? Tell us first. Did she tell you what she's selling? Yeah, she sells uh, like clothes, women's clothes and makeup. Mm. Um, she's kind of out of her house, so I think I think she's kind of got you know her inventory there. And um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of sounds like an excuse to stay home all day and play dress up. Oh well, come on, I'm man! Somebody to be a little more serious about. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Let's let's ask Michelle. I'm just curious. Michelle, is is this wow. your sole stream of income? I know. I can tell Michelle's pissed. I don't even know what to say right now. Like. Dave, you have no idea what you are talking about. Like, not a f- clue. I work so hard, I bust my butt, and I'm very good at what I do. Now, Michelle, is this your sole source of income? Are you able to support yourself with this I not business? only support myself, you can ask, how why don't you ask Dave what kind of car I drive or what handbag I was carrying? Oh, wow. So you're doing okay then? Yeah, that was a BMW and a Louis Vuitton, and I have like wow. those bags at my house. All right. Well, I just figured your ex-husband paid for the car and the handbag was paid, but uh, I don't know. What I highly doubt that you make more than Oh, my so. God. You know what? I bet I make more than you did last year. I highly doubt you make more than I do. Oh, I'm sure you Let's do, do highly doubt that I make more than you do, but I bet you that I do. So why don't you tell everyone first what you make and then 
tell you what I meant. <laughs> well, now, wait, 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 wait. If we're going to do this, whoever fesses up first, the other person can't hear because then the second person can always yeah, lie. Yeah, I was going to say the oh. same thing. Like, she could just automatically right. be like, oh, 92. Exactly. If it, right. So right. we got to put one person on. If you're both willing to, like, say what your annual salary was last year. Well, that way it's fair. Well, right. That'd yeah. be fair. We got to put one person on hold. Let's have, if you guys are, are willing to do this, we'll have, what, him confess first and then she can. It's up to both parties. Yeah. If, if you want to. I'm okay with whatever you guys want. I am. I know how hard I work and how I do, so. You have no problem Maybe sharing that. I'm so sure about it. Let's. All right. I don't know. So you'll... Who, who do you want me to put on hold first, Jen? Put her on hold. Put her on hold first. All right. Hang on, Michelle. I'll try to do this without cutting anybody off. All right, Dave. It's just you and us. Dave? Yeah, I, I'm right at 90K. You're at 90K. $90,000 a year. That's not bad. What do you do, by the way? I'm marketing. You're marketing. Okay. Marketing. That's right. pretty good. 90K? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hang on one second. I don't have to put him on hold for this. No, he yet. can absolutely hear this. Okay. All right. Michelle, you there? Yeah, I'm here. We're ready for your salary now. <laughs> Last year, I made 130000 and this year, I'm set to make more than that. Wow. Nice. Oh, wow. You, you right. got in early, Damn. didn't you? <laughs> she did. She got in early. <laughs> she got in early on the phone scam. She got her. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding about that. It sucks to have a dude. I know, it, just, it sucks to have a guy, like, be so judgmental. Like, it's just. All right. Well, that's, in, that's in Michelle's maybe, defense. Maybe, maybe we should meet up again and talk a little bit more about it. <laughs> No way. Dave would like to help you uh, market your business and grow it even more. Um, That's right. Okay, well, Michelle, you didn't get a chance to hear Dave's salary, but he wasn't that far behind. He's he's at about 90K a year. Okay. Well, you know what? Even if he was less than that, if he was actually, like, a decent guy, I wouldn't mind. Right. Wow. All right. I can't believe how successful that is. I mean, no, like, so here's I'm completely my... bombed by the fact that she makes oh, that God. much. Here's yeah. my question, though. Is, I can't believe it either. What, <laughs> what's the shelf life of something Obviously. like that? Do you have to always be on the next thing? On the next cutting edge thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I think so. But I there don't are think people, so. No. There, there are people that have been selling Mary Kay for Forever. years I that mean, are driving pink Cadillacs. The key to it, and correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong here, Michelle, but if you get in early and you build your team... So you have a lot of salespeople underneath you. That's where the real money comes flowing in. It's not from the sales you're making. It's the commissions that you're making on the people who are selling uh, on the other under you. Yeah, it's and, a team thing. You're right. It's a team thing, but it's also how hard you work. Like it depends if you don't put a lot of time and effort into it. But I'm a very hard worker. That's just my nature. I've always been that way. So this works for me because I can make my own schedule. I have time to like travel and do stuff that I want to do. Well, Michelle, we're very happy for you. Congratulations on your success. Thank you. I gather there was not a second date here. Am I correct in <laughs> yeah, assuming there's no uh, hope of yeah, a second no. Okay. And you know what, Dave? I hope you learn your lesson, and maybe next time you won't be so judgmental. <laughs> If you had been driving a pink Cadillac, I would have been, uh, I would have suffered like that. Oh, God. Shocking. Then I would know. I mean, thanks, guys, for helping me figure this out because, yeah, I would have never known that. <laughs> All right. Well, there Thank you go. You. Thanks so much for coming on the Jeff and Jen Morning Show, guys. We appreciate it. Dave, thanks for taking the call, man. Uh, sure, thank you. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Be good. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at com.